Hello, darling. Would you like a drink? Would you like something spicy? Something nasty? Something really fucking hot? Something disgusting? Would you like something, you little pig? Would you like something really fucking nasty, you little pig? Oh, yeah? How about uh, a little shot of Kharkov? A little, little Phillips vodka for you, you little nasty, nasty bitch? Yeah, why don't you sit down? I'll pour you, pour you a nasty drink. I'll put some black pepper in there. Put some olive juice. Yeah. Maybe a little dry vermouth. Maybe a little vodka. Something to really put a little hair on your fucking chest, you nasty, nasty pig. Welcome, everybody, to Everybody Has Their Kink. Everybody has that. What? Everybody has that. What? Everybody has that. What? Kink. Today we're talking about alcohol. Um, there are six main types of alcohol that I'm familiar with. I'm going to list them in order of best to worst. Best tequila. Number two. Gin. Number three. Whiskey. Number four. Brandy. Number five. Vodka. Number six. Rum. Now, I'm not saying that any of those on the bottom don't get my attention once in a while. They do. But, um... I don't really like rum and vodka. is just like, ooh. For something that's supposed to not have a taste or a smell, it has a whole lot of taste and a really nasty, nasty smell. Um, everybody's like, oh, it tastes like rubbing alcohol. And I'm like, why are you saying it's sexy like that? And whatever. Here are my thoughts on... Uh, if you're drinking, here's what you should and shouldn't be doing. Should play a power hour. Power hours are limitless fun. Uh, the rules of them are as follows. One and a half ounce shot of beer or wine. Something that is in the 12% or less range of alcohol. You take a one and a half ounce shot of that every minute for one hour, 60 minutes. That should be seven and a half beers by the end. Um, also, you can really up the ante if you want. You can every 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever your fancy is. Add in a hard liquor shot and it can really get you going. I think it's a great pregame idea. I think it's a great um, like afternoon before you all get ready for like a Halloween or a New Year's Eve situation. I think it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of, it's a lot of good time and you don't need a deck of cards. All you need is a YouTube. And if you're really ambitious, all you need is a timer and your own playlist and you can just change the song every minute whenever the timer goes off. I think it's great. Um, something you shouldn't do, uh, place categories. I think it sucks. I think it's hard to explain to people who've never played it before. And I think Never Have I Ever is a horrid game that it gets really stupid really fast. And there's such, like, everything is so played and so every Never Have I Ever has been said before. So you're, like, not interesting if you say, like, Never Have I Ever done cocaine or something like that. You're not, you're not um, curing cancer with, with saying something like that. So step off and avoids categories at all costs actually as a should not um you should also not play any games
that include cards while drinking. I just think it's lame, and it also causes you to have to have cards. Um, but I'm not a big card player myself. You do what you want to do. It's fine. Um, another should, but also fits in with a shouldn't. A should, don't go to the bar until after at least 9.30. Uh, you should be pre-gaming if you're going to be going to the bar. If you don't go to the bar to get drunk, then you should be gone by 9.30. Um because that's an interesting hot take, and maybe with age I'll mature and I won't think that. But as of right now, in this little diary that I'm keeping of mine, that is not a fun priority. Uh, if you are going out at 8 o'clock, um, good on you. Uh, you're going to run into some people wearing cardigans, some people wearing headbands, um, like just a lot of apparel and also ugly people. Uh, so avoid that at all costs. I say, if you ha simply must go out at eight o'clock, don't stay out till bar closed. Nobody needs to be in a bar for six hours. I think that that's, uh, really sad. So, um, head home at 1130 when you want, and you know, it's perfect. I'll take the Uber to the bar at 1130 and then you can take that Uber home. So maybe if you do do that, you should actually contact me because that sounds like a really fun time. Another should, if you're having a pregame session, um, try to keep it at like eight or less people because any more than that and people are not going to follow the rules of the pregame. And if you do play a power hour, you're going to have people going off to the bathroom um, in the middle and they're not going to be taking their shots. And then um, that's not going to be a bad thing until later you get absolutely wasted and then they're like... Well, I don't know how you got so drunk. We drank the same amount. And then you're like, hmm, what about the 28 minutes you spent putting on mascara in the bathroom with the door shut and being weird when it was your idea to do the power in the first place? So um, to avoid like judgment and really annoying people, first of all, just be self-aware and um, see that coming from who you're hanging out with. But I know like I've definitely made made the mistake of like, inviting a random and being like they're super fun and then they're like super not fun uh also if you forget booze at somebody's house it is no longer your booze that is just the rule if i forget a bottle of wine or something at somebody's house or i um like especially if it's if it's a full-on bottle and you mention i'll bring it i'll pick it up tomorrow or something like that that's fine but if you have um if you, like, open up a bottle of wine and you have, like, a third of it left, don't text them in four days and be like, hey, um, do you still have my bottle of whatever left? Because guaranteed either it's been thrown in the garbage or somebody's drank it. Nobody's hanging on to your one-third bottle of wine. Um, that same goes with uh, just consider it a... A, um, you're paying for the venue to have the pregame at if you leave like five or six beers or something like that. Now, of course, there's exceptions to the rules if it's an extraneous amount of alcohol or if maybe you're going to that person's house the next weekend. Um, it should be in common courtesy that uh, this person does not drink all of your alcohol, but do not expect anyone to hang on and be the gatekeeper of alcohol that you could not take care of yourself. It's like a neglected dog. If you don't take care of your half a bottle of tequila and somebody, a willing owner, is willing to take care of your bottle of tequila, um, 
then accept it as a blessing and give away your rights and say nothing about it. Let spread the love and do not um, try to take back your shit. It's not yours anymore. Smoking cigarettes with alcohol is fun and also cool. So bottom line, cut and dry. Anybody who doesn't think that, um, I don't have much to say. Um, smoking weed and drinking is also very cool. If you're not a person who enjoys weed or gets behind it, um, just remember how much, how, how great you think it is to smoke cigarettes and drink. And then imagine that person enjoying it 10 times more. And then you can just sit in your own thoughts and be like, wow, actually, yeah, if they're having that much fun, then how am I going to be a sourpuss about it? If somebody likes to masturbate when they're drunk, um, that is actually problematic as fuck, especially publicly. And um, I haven't ran into that very much. Talking to people you don't know out at the bar is complicated because you need to be, there's a fine line between talking to people at the bar and ignoring your friends. And I've definitely ridden this line a hundred times and it is not something that is easily finessed alone. Uh, What you have to do is you have to take, from my experience, you have to gauge the personalities of people you're engaging at the bar Um, and you have to see if they're going to be somebody who is willing to make a larger group or if they're only seeking one. Um, you have to try to combine the groups and if you get a vibe within an instant that it doesn't work, then it's over. It's like when you introduce a friend to like a boyfriend or something, if the vibe is not there, if the vibe is killing you, you in it with a significant other, you're going to make it very difficult for the rest of your life. With the in the case of a stranger at a bar, you're gonna just make your night very difficult, and your friends will talk shit behind your back, whether or not they say they do. Um, let's see what else. Shots at a bar is fun but expensive. Bring a flask. I think that that is a gold, the golden rule. Bring a flask. Uh, have girlfriends with purses. I think it's really nice. Um, even a lot of girls get away with flasks in their purses. I feel. So, uh, let it go, let it be. Um, otherwise figure out your own ways to finesse alcohol into a bar. Even if it's just putting a shooter deep down in your pocket, I think that that's fine or in your underwear or something. Um, it's a great way to save money and it's a great way to have a lot of fun and meet a lot of cool people in a, in a bathroom. Um, do go to the bathroom when you're at the bar. You can meet some of the coolest people in the bathroom and also, um, you can avoid peeing your pants. If peeing your pants is something you do, I can relate to that very hard, and I'm sorry, but that is just a reality you will have to deal with for the rest of your life, because what it means is, is it's not your, um, if you truly pee your pants and you pee a bed, there's a difference between doing that and then getting out of bed and peeing other places. Um, That is not something I can relate to, but um, when you're taking too much alcohol in to the point that you have to pass out... um, all of that liquid will catch up to you and your body will not be strong enough to wake your heavy, heavy ass up and your body will just give in to the pain of holding that much urine and you will pee your pants and it will continue forever. Even when you think like, oh, I haven't done it for six months. That just means you haven't drank like you did six months ago. That's all that means. 
Um, having sex while drunk is a terrible idea, and it is also, you are not giving anybody consent, but if you guys are already dating, then I think it's fine. Um, and it's also kind of fun, and you can also take stupid pictures and send them to people and be embarrassed. Instagram Live is reserved for people who are either extremely annoying or shit-faced and extremely annoying. So for me, I get on the the good old Instagram Live. Um, and if I'm on Instagram Live, then you know that I have real deep-seated um, problems that day. like Because that is not something that I want for myself. And it is not something that I need other people to see, which, thank God, typically not many people will watch the whole thing. Um, and usually there's only two or three people watching at one time. Thank fucking God. Um, what else is a really good, some really good um, do's and don'ts? I mean, I'm not sure. You have, well, another good do is um, when you're ordering your food at the end of the night, ordering double. So if you're getting like a sub, order two subs and then get one for the next day because there's something really beautiful about food in the fridge that is like really, really nice the next day. Um, also, it, you are allowed to, to drink like an adult. I was against this for a very long time, but um, I think... As long as you're still going out and you're still ripping it, I think it's it's completely fine to be drinking water in the night um, if you're really concerned about that. Also, getting a good meal beforehand. Um, I used to be a firm believer in don't eat a lot so you could drink a lot, but I think it backfires on a lot of people because they get very sick. So if you're somebody who gets sick when you're drinking, you have to look into ways to make sure that you don't do that because um, being sick, like... Being sick and drinking, is it's it's a real, it's an issue because sometimes it's like you're sick, but you're, you're still willing to go. Like you're, you throw up and then you're like laughing and then you can like still take shots. That's very fun. And that's leads to very hilarious videos that will not be funny in 20 years. But if you're really sick to the point that you like are going to be out for a day or two, or you're going to be, you like can't go out at night then you have to like really research ways to, you know, combat that or like get, um, invest into some anti antacids or some peptobismol or something like that. Get into a ritual of taking like aspirin before bed or something like that. There's a lot of people who don't like the idea of aspirin, um, because they're like, it hurts your liver if you like take that with alcohol, but like alcohol also hurts your liver. So you really have to like you have to think, like, would I rather just hurt my liver a little more and not have a blistering headache at, when I when I wake myself up at 6.30 in the morning or whatever? Um, also, I I personally believe in a NBDD, NB, no, how is it? BDND type of philosophy, which is binge drink or no drink. Um, if you're somebody who's even worried about like being unhealthy and stuff like that, and you do find yourself like drinking a lot, um, keeping an attitude of BDND is going to help you remain cool and popular, 
but it's also going to um, make you look like you don't have a problem. So, for example, when, you know, you've earned an opportunity, I mean, you've you've earned the reputation of being somebody who's always going to drink, who's always down for fun, who's always down for this. Um, it's actually really fun to surprise, I've, I've noticed recently, it's really fun to surprise people and shock them into being like, um, oh, no, yeah, I, I don't need a beer. No, I'm not drinking. I'm not going to drink tonight because we're not going to get drunk, are we? Oh, well, then, yeah, that's fine. No, I'll just drink water. Oh, I'll just have, like, a Coke. No, like, you guys can drink. Yeah, have your few beers. That's fine. I just, when I'm drinking, I don't, I don't need, like, there's a few beers is not something fun to me. Like, alcohol is not something, like, I would rather drink a Mountain Dew than drink a beer. So when, and people will, some people will think you have a problem if they see you've just been drinking and blacking out whenever you drink, but you need, um, you have to just reassure them that like, you don't need that. And you, you could just drink twice a month, once a month or whatever, and just get fucked up. And that is completely fine with you. Um, but people will be surprised when they've already labeled you as a drunk and you are like, no, it's fine. I'll, I'll just take water, maybe add a little lemon. And they'll shit. And they'll be like, why? Why aren't you drinking? And then you have to really look at them and you have to think like, is this someone that I value as a person, as a friend? Because when I do get fucked up, then they're like, um, oh, you have a problem. Like, you're not fun. You become somebody we don't like, blah, blah, blah. But then when you aren't drinking, then they're like, um, why aren't you drinking? Well, but why? Well, okay, you're no fun. And if you have people like that in your life, like you really need to cut them out. And I'm basically speaking to myself right now. Um, so I have to, I have an Instagram to go through if that makes sense. Ooh, just a side note about something fun to do. If you like go on Instagram and you give yourself a goal, like I'm going to unfollow 10 people, no matter what, no matter what I'm unfollowing 10. And it doesn't mean I have to unfollow them forever. I could refollow them in a week or so, but, um, or like if, if you have to like cut some people that you didn't necessarily want to, it's a really fun thing to do to go on your Instagram or your Twitter or whatever and be like, I am going to go through the list of people I'm following and I'm cutting out 10 and you'll be surprised how easy it is and how cool and fun it is. And also unless they have like apps because they're like neurotic and psychopathic, um, no one's even going to know that you unfollowed them. The only tricky part is, is when you unfollow somebody who has a private page and then you're like, oh, fuck. Now, if I want to refollow them, I have to, I have to, um, like, get accepted to do that. But just remember, even if you didn't have to get accepted, they still are going to get a notification that you refollowed them. So either way, you're going to kind of look like an asshole, which is fine. Okay, what am I, what am I at here? I feel like I've just been yada, yada, yadaing. What the fuck? Oh, here we go. Okay, well, those are my beautiful alcohol takes. Those are my, like, hot takes on drinking, on alcohol, on whatever. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found any of it useful. Um, some advice, maybe. Or maybe you heard some things that you're like, um, I completely disagree with that. You're, uh, you're actually crazy. Or whatever. And... To that I say, feel free to um, DM me at Trevor Wade Lewis on Instagram. I love to hear all your shit. I think it's fun. 
and um, I'll fight with you. I don't give a shit. I think it's great. So, um, anyway, have a really fun Labor Day weekend. And um, how did I start this? Didn't I start this being like, um, doing like a, a Sophie as a slut impression, like very like, you nasty fucking pig. You know, oh yeah, something like that. So s- talk to you later, you nasty, nasty fucking, nasty, dirty pig. from the controller is flying in my ass like a kite i'm almost out of string this must have a good two feet in slack so now i'm yanking in panic for i'm pulling it out for what feels like days i'm telling you it hurt a vibrating steel thumb is fucking me every which way i can't let it give anymore so I pull and I heave and I scream and it leaves I'm now covered it in shit Don't worry I'm washing all over it But thinking back I should have washed it more I'm sorry mama for the impending infection But I can't reveal the truth about your toy For now we are sisters in this vibrating act And even though it was scary Even though the situation got a little hairy There was a part of me that needed more I'm sorry your little boy is such a whore I'm sorry mama I shouldn't have put your bullet in my ass It scared me to death I covered it in shit I'm sorry Please forgive me And if any of you tell the story to my mom I'll kill you Okay, I'm going to try to make this as, like, light and not crazy as possible, if that's possible. But basically, um, I have been attempting to bottom again. And 
ow. Ow, ow, ow. They they do not get the fucking recognition they deserve. Um, but I have, like, I have a curse. Some would say it's a blessing, and I say it's a curse. That for some reason, people who I, like, I like or whatever, it always... Basically, if I'm into somebody, just know if you're, like, a big dick person, just know to run for them. Because there's I have something of a sixth sense that I wish I didn't um, for that. And I don't, and I don't like that. Like, I want to be... I want to be with the most average of Joes. Like, I really do. I would love that. Um, so, basically, the person who I'm with is like just doing the most okay and I mean it is fair it is fair for them to get a turn and I'm like okay so I was a little drunk and like just to just to kind of paint the scene of like what what had happened was I was a little drunk um there wasn't a lot of lube left um tried some different positions to figure the shit out and I was like not in the mood or ready and there was literally no like foreplay lead up it was just kind of like a make out let's you know gets to fucking and um basically when it was happening uh I was like fate I was like belly down which I feel like is the worst way to like ease into it for sure because it's like you get no control and like gravity works against you so um took my big deep my big deep nice bottom breath and um then i was impaled and i was crushed and i was nearly killed and um i had to you know stop the whole thing and then he was like oh oh, just relax just like just relax and i was like basically shaking him strangling him being like this can't happen i'm not ready and i need to i need to like get i need to like practice so I went into full Rocky mode um lately and I've been like okay I need to like it's basically like instead of getting in shape I need to like figure out a way to you know make it okay for me to stick basically coke bottles and um cans of beer just in my asshole which kind of crazy that this is like the story I'm telling right after I sang the song about whatever but um it's just not it's not my jam it's not my jam but I'll try to make it work so I've been like looking around my house for different like objects because I don't have anything like that's just like immediately would make you think, oh, that would be a great item. And I need it to be something that kind of has a a base because like I was saying in the songs in when in the song, like when I had put that bullet in, like it was literally like you're fucking going fishing and then the reel, like all of the line is like going down. It's like <laughs> the shit was shooting up into me so crazy. So I know that I have like a, a powerful clench that could like, you know, tear flesh right off. So I was like, I need something with a base because I, I cannot risk living in a village and having something really, really far up there. So option number one, I was, I was doing using a bike pump um, not a bike pump that you're, you're, you're picturing like where you put your feet down and then you're like pumping with your hands. No, it's like a, it's like a one, it's like a, just a one piece and you, you can just do it with your two hands. You don't like, it is not as big as you're making it sound, making it picture in your head. 
So first it was that, but then I was like, this is too thin. Um, cause like I need, I need the, the thing is, is about the thing about anal that like <laughs> nobody talks about. It doesn't really, the length really doesn't matter. At a certain point, the length will matter because you will be, um, you will hit like the, uh, which part of the colon is that? I'm not, Asen, no, I, I'm not sure, but it's, it's the, it's the last part of the colon. You will like hit the wall there eventually. Cause it is not just a straight, it's not just a straight Avenue. So eventually it length will matter, but I don't think in too, I don't think too many people like will fit that bill in the world. So really the girth is the problem. It's like when you have a giant shit and like you're used to your normal shits, there's your shit, there's your shit, there's your shit. And they're all kind of the same size. And then you'll have like the time when you like shit something out and you're like, well, damn, that was like really stressful and hard for me. And so you have to kind of prepare for that to be your new normal. And, um, so I was like, well, this won't work. So then I found something that was actually the perfect size, but it was the base of a, of a chef's knife. And so I was like, well, maybe if I like wrap the chef's knife blade part with like some clothing or something like that, then like that, that part will never have to go in. But then I just, some re some reason I just pictured like something going wrong, like, I don't know, like a gust of wind coming and then like I like clench or something and then I like basically suck a chef knife's chef's knife up my ass. So I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. Um because like I don't need to be sliced and diced like that. Not no way. And um so then I was like, oh my god, here it is, the holy grail. And it is a hammer. Hear me hear what I'm saying. It is a hammer. So not a ha not the hammer side, obviously, but like the base, I'm still finessing it. I'm still like working. We're, we're working together. We're like, we're under negotiations. We're like, we've had a few meetings together. We like, we aren't sure exactly the time and place, but, um, basically what I'm getting at, and I don't know why I thought this was necessary to tell however many people, um, but. I'm basically I'm showing I'm telling you what I'm doing for for someone I care about and this is why you should really value if I like you or if I really care about you you really should value that because what I do for people I care about it is it's to the level of that I will figure out a way I will put a condom on a hammer and I will sit in my hut in a rural village, sweating on my hot bed with no lights, and I will f try to finesse with my uh, Johnson & Johnson baby aqueous cream. I will try to finesse a hammer into my ass just, just so that someone else can have fun. Now, like I said, I have not been successful yet, but I will get there. And, um, hopefully I never update you because I don't know what kind of heat stroke induced, like psychosis I'm dealing with that I am sharing this, but, um, basically pray for me and think about me. And I understand that I'm sick and fucked up and, uh, yeah. And be thankful that I really, I was able to decide not to do the, the knife. Cause now that I'm saying the knife, like in my head, when I didn't say it out loud, the knife was not crazy. 
I just need you to know that it wasn't crazy. Then once I said it out loud, I was like, oh, like I've actually snapped because the knife, like putting a, putting the base of a chef's knife in is like, holy fuck, that's sick. So anyway, thanks. <laughs> Okay, I don't know why I'm going on so many parts in this episode, but um, I, my friend suggested that I tell like an awkward story and I was like trying to think of something in my life that was like so awkward or like uncomfortable and I really, and I remembered this. Um, so basically, I'm not going to name any names here because I don't know who is listening, um, but there was this group of boys that I hung out with um not very often but we we would play call of duty together at one at this kid's house and it went on for years like years and basically um like the house was so nice and so fun and cool and like the way it was set up was the like the dad I think built the house himself like not all himself but like he designed it and he was like doing work on it with like maybe his brother or something. I don't know. But like basically they hadn't had a, they didn't like contact the house, but the house was like really, really nice. And, um, it was like very big and like the downstairs was just the, it was like this huge, huge living room. Like you walked down the stairs and you entered this huge living room, very, very open. And like one corner was like the first part of it was like all open space. And then it had like a, it had like a, a huge like window because the way it, it, it looked like from the road, the house looked like kind of just like a small house. But then on the other side, basically, the basically one side of the house, the the basement was underground. And then the other side of the house, the basement was like had you could like go outside and stuff. So it was like really cool. It was kind of built on a hill. And um, anyway, just whatever. It doesn't even matter that it was nice. But the parents were super cool and super nice, and the, um, this was, like, my first time spending the night at his house. Maybe I was, like, 13, 14 at this point, and, um, it was, like, the first of many, many times, but, uh, he was, like, a really, really quiet kid. The, this kid was, like, super quiet, and let's just call him, let's just call him Drew. Okay, so Drew was super quiet, and, uh, like at school and shit and was like kind of a nerd, but like not really nerdy, just kind of like uh, a pariah. And so, but when he was at his house, like just right off the bat, he like already was weird and was already like crazy town crazy. And he like was so mean to his parents. Like I shade my parents, but it is shade is out of love. Like it is not like he would be like whiny and like his mom would say, Hey, it's it's time for blah 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 and he'd be like i'm coming god you're embarrassing you're freaking embarrassing and it would it was like that kind of stuff it was so freaking weird and so i was like oh my god like i want to eat like oh my god and she made stromboli which to this day she's it's the only stromboli i've had it was her stromboli but it's so fucking good if you can get your hands on some stromboli in your life it was so fucking good and it was like homemade and she made, like, homemade Velveeta mac and cheese, which, you know, a lot of people don't like Velveeta, but, like, I love it. Um, also, fun fact about Velveeta, um, invented by Pops Blue Ribbon and during the Prohibition, and then they sold it to Kraft when the Prohibition was over. 
I'm just saying. I know cool facts like that. Got it. So then uh, the crazy, so then cr- the craziest shit started happening. So, well, at this time I was participating in, um, like, how do I say this? So this was the time when I, I don't think I've talked about it, but maybe I haven't, but like I was participating, I was like basically pleasuring this other boy who was like in the, in the group, but like definitely it was not known at all. But, um, so when we were, we were figuring out the sleeping situation for the night. So it was getting, it was getting to the point where we were figuring out the sleeping situation. And so the dad like put together like this whole, like he, he was like straight, basically I told you that he built the house because I just needed you to know that he's like crafty as fuck. So he was putting together like this whole canopy, like, like, um, fort kind of situation, which we were a little old for, but it was still kind of cool. And he was putting it, um, putting it together and like putting all these like cushions and blankets and like just pillows like all together. And it was like really fun. And I was like, Oh my God, this is like cool. And like, my dad would never like do this. Like my dad like laughs and talks about like cheeseburger, cheeseburger flavored toothpaste. And I'm like, I literally want to drop dead. And so he's like putting this fort together and shit. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is gonna be so fun and so cool. And also I was like in my head, like this is going to give us so much privacy so that, um, I can like get my DS tonight. And, um, basically it came to nighttime and he was, and the dad was like, all right, boys, like, let's, um, you know, let's, let's shut off the games pretty soon. It was like, I mean, it was pretty late. It was like one or two in the morning. He was like, let's shut off the games pretty soon. Cause we were like probably being loud and like making, you know, making a bunch of noise and like, you know, being like, oh, I sniped him, sniped, you know, saying stupid gaming shit. So we were probably annoying as fuck. And, um, he was like, all right guys, like, let's switch it off. Let's go to bed or whatever. And then. Um, Drew was like, I don't want to, I don't want to, all this stuff. And then the dad came down and was just kind of like, Drew, like, you, like, you, you really can't talk to me that way and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, this is juicy as fuck. But also like, I wanted to die. And I was like, so awkward because that's not the awkward situation, by the way. I didn't tell this whole shit just, just for this part, but, but basically he was like, it was like awkward. It's always awkward when there's like confrontation between Oh, like, I think it was last week when I talked about shooting the, the kid in the face with the, I like saying the song about shooting the kid in the face with the, with the airsoft gun. Like when his parents like were like yelling at him and his dad like pulled it down his bare ass and like spanked his bare ass and stuff. That, that was like, um, very awkward for me, of course. So I don't like confrontation between when your friend, your friend and the parent, because also you don't know which side to be on because it's like the parent could send your ass home anytime. But also the kid is like, I mean, that's your friend. So you don't really know what to do. It's a very awkward, terrible situation to be in. And as a parent, I don't know what I would do. I don't know if I'd call my kid out and be like, you're being a little cunt right now. Or if I would be like, like, I don't want this. Like I want, I want my kid to seem cool. Like they, they talk back to their parents or some shit. So anyway, they were having this little discussion. Anyway, then, then, uh, Drew, heads like like stomps off to his bedroom and then me and the other two kids are like looking at each other like what the fuck and he like stomps off to his bedroom his dad follows him and then we just hear him crying we hear him like crying so me and one of the boys like go up to the door and we're like literally you know 
like glass against the wall, like fucking listening in for everything. And he's like, I don't, don't want to sleep with them. I don't want to like, I don't want to sleep in the same bed. It's weird. It's weird. It's freaking weird. Like saying like he, he didn't want to sleep in the same bed as us, which it wasn't even the same bed. It was um, like there was one air mattress that was like a double decker air mattress. And that was um, reserved for me and my little wanker. And then the other two spots, one was like a pillow thing. And then one was like these couch cushions that were fastened, fastened in a way that like looked nice. I mean, all of the positions were pretty comfortable, but he, so he was like, I don't want to sleep. He was like going crazy and you could tell he was like bawling and you were like, oh my God, it was so weird. And then the dad was like, Drew, like, this is like, don't be like this. Don't be like this. This is, this is your friends. This is your friends. Like, and then he was like. He was like, oh, I don't want to do it. It's gay. It's freaking gay. It's gay. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, what's happening here? <laughs> like, it was getting insane. So um, anyway, then we were almost caught fucking sneaking, listening in. But then uh, Drew came out and was like fucking obviously had he had just been bawling. He had his like red, red is like the reddest eyes ever, ever, ever. And then... um we all like basically were like dead silent for the rest of the night ended up staying up the whole night nobody even went into the the fort well i think one of the kids went to the fort but like all of us ended up staying up all night no sleep and then we were like oh yeah we're we're not going to sleep at all we're not going to sleep at all and then the next morning it was like 10 a.m. and we were like okay let's like sleep for like 20 minutes and the mom was like i'm making homemade pizza or something like that like something really nice and she was like i'm making homemade pizza and then, um, but like, okay, just all like, before I even go on, just like, just put yourself in my shoes, yourself in my shoes. Now I spent a whole night with this kid who would like, basically was like, it's freaking gay, it's gay, it's weird, it was so it's weird, it was like bawling. I had to like, now spend from like, 1am to like 10am with this freaking kid after being like, basically shaded, you know, not that he knew, but also like. Um, just, it was freaking weird because we all like knew each other and it's not like we were all laying on top of each other. Like it was so innocent. It was like, what is this? It was just, it was just psychopathic. And also it really revealed a lot about him because he was like so quiet at school. Anyway, so the next day we sleep like 20 minutes. This isn't even interesting, but it's, this is just like a relatable, like when you go to a sleepover type of moment. Um, but you, we then we were like, let's just sleep for like 20 minutes because we were all dying, like actually dying. And we slept for 20 minutes or so, 20, 30 minutes, Lord knows. But then the mom's like, pizza's ready, pizza's ready. So we all like pop up and we all have like literal just blood coming out of our eyeballs because we're so fucking tired. And then we go upstairs and I am so exhausted that I'm not even thinking. And I am like eating all of this pizza. I think we all are, but we're like eating all of it without even like letting it cool down. And it is so blazing, blazing hot that I just remember being like, <sighs> like, that's how I was eating. Um, and it was like, I was, I literally had smoke coming out of my mouth. And then freaking later on in the day, my mother took us to, cause this town nearby that has the movie theater, um, had free movies every Saturday between Thanksgiving and Christmas which it would be like a movie that premiered like within the last year. So it was like not a new movie, but like they had like a free movie. So then my mother would take us to that, um, to the movies we liked. And it happened to be a movie that I wanted to see. So then we ended up going to that 
And motherfucker, I was so dead tired. And then I was like eating popcorn in the theater. And I was like, oh my God, like the popcorn keeps sticking to the roof of my mouth. Like, oh my God, it's crazy. And I was like, you know, dead exhausted. Well, I started to realize it wasn't popcorn on the top of my mouth. It was literal like dangling bits of my, the top of the roof of my mouth. And my top roof of my mouth was so numb from being burned because I had burnt it so bad on the cheese from the pizza that I literally had dangling pieces of like raw skin hanging from my mouth that felt like little kernels of popcorn, like, cause they were just like blisters of, oh, like just picture like hard fucking burn blisters on the top of your mouth. Bitch, my mouth hurts so fucking bad for like the rest of the week. Like, and just like a cautionary tale. It's like, you know, when people are like fucking pizza rolls, it's like cold on the outside, then scalding hot in the middle. Well, this shit was just scalding hot all around. And I was just chomping it like it was gum. I mean, it was insane. So basically that was like one of the more uncomfortable situations I was at, like at a friend's house. Um, it was really like fucking, it was just so fucking weird. And I never looked at him the same, but I like would still go to his house for years. But I was like, God, like what a little psycho. I mean, he really got over it, but I was like, what a little psycho. So basically it's like kind of like you have to like socialize your dogs and stuff. Like, you have to, like, make sure your dogs, like, see other people and see other animals and stuff so they don't get, like, weird. You have to do the same thing with your kids. And he was, like, the firstborn, so, like, maybe he just, like, didn't... He didn't get, like, associated with kids and stuff. So he was, like, really weird about his own space. Like, he had his own room. He had his own space. Pretty much the whole basement. The whole basement was just where the kids slept. And they each had their own room. So it was, like... Maybe that's what it was. Like, it just was, like... He just couldn't share things it was freaking weird (sighs) anyway I think I've fucking gone on enough um thank you for listening thank you for being here this week um I mean this week I pretty I, I I feel like I really phoned it in especially with the um the first 20 minutes of the alcohol shit but I feel like the song I really delivered so either way whatever Some weeks are good, some weeks are bad. It's fine. Thank you for subscribing. Tell your friends. If you want to follow me, you can follow me at Trevor Wade Lewis on Instagram. I will have to accept your request, but I will. As long as I know that you're not like one of my friend's moms. I mean, one of my mom's friends from work. So, thank you. I love you. And, um, you know what? Like, give yourself a little spank on the ass and... And smile a little. It feels nice. (laughs) See you next week.